0: inspiring stories, practical applications. Doing Ministry Well Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash well. Alright everyone, thank you for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. Got another living room session going on. Beautiful uh, morning light pouring through our window here. Today I am here joined by Kay and we're going to just use Kay as her name, because uh, she's in a sensitive nation, and so we're just going to, yeah, respect that. And, uh, but Kay, thanks so much for being on the
1: show. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here.
0: Kay, it is exciting to have you here. Uh, my wife recently heard you speak at the Thursday night meeting, and uh, she just shared a little bit of, of what you shared, and was just really impressed by that. And uh, she's like, you got to figure out a way to get her on the show. So it's it's really exciting to have you here. Um so yeah, just tell us a little bit about uh, what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah, um, I love YWAM, so it's it's great to be on the base and connecting with so many other people who are passionate about missions. Um, for the past three years, I've been over uh, in a majority Muslim nation and trying to plant house churches, and I run a judo school there for kids. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's been quite the experience. God has really shown up in interesting ways. And, That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the stories that Jess referred back to me, um, that you shared is that you have actually been shocked.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about (laughs) that? Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's strange that, um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't think that that's like necessarily the hardest thing I've been through in the field, but it's kind of the thing that everybody is shocked by. Um, (laughs) I was, uh, just up on a, a mountain trying to have my quiet time, uh, it's where I go to be alone because it's very nice and peaceful up there. And a couple of guys came down and tried to steal my moped. And uh, I managed to be on the moped and, and getting away. And then they shot me in the leg as I was leaving. Um, and, yeah, God was really looking out for me. Like, it was pretty amazing that, you know, they shot me, went right through the muscle, didn't hit any bone. And um, I managed to get down the hill and to a more populated area and before passing out and having kind of a spectacular crash, but, uh, yeah, God was really looking out for me. I mean, two, three weeks later, I was back in my city, back teaching judo classes and, you know, I haven't had any real huge health problems from it. Yeah. And, um, it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> that is pretty crazy. I think you're definitely the first person on the show to ever say that they've been shot, <laughs> especially in ministry. Yeah.
1: So. I know, I, I struggled with it for quite a while because, you know, I, I wouldn't mind getting shot for Jesus. I wouldn't mind, you know, being put into dangerous stations for that. But to have it be over a, a moped just seems stupid to me. <laughs> you know, like, I don't mind getting shot for Jesus, but getting shot <laughs> for a moped just, ugh, no thank you. <laughs> judo
0: that's really interesting were you a judo practitioner before going
1: over there yeah yeah I started judo when I was a little kid um growing up it was my thing with my dad and then when I moved here to Hawaii um picked it up again and started competing and and got fairly far and then uh had to get a real job because my money ran out (laughs) but uh yeah I've always loved judo and I think it's a great way to disciple kids too i mean there's so much structure and yeah kind of you know the martial arts is really good for that so that's awesome that's
0: yeah awesome. but how many kids uh, are in your classes
1: uh when i left we were around 70 to 80 kids oh wow yeah <laughs> so we meet twice a day six days a week and the kids are allowed to come three times a week so we have like four different classes, pretty much. Wow, that's amazing. That yeah.
0: does sound like a great way just to connect with people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. How long have you been in ministry?
1: Um, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting question. I, I kind of fell into ministry like I fell into love with Jesus. Like, it was a very slow process for me. So there were there were highlights, like, um, I'd say, eight or nine years ago, I started leading small group, you know, um think six seven years ago I moved into a community house and started really really focusing on living intentionally with people there and ministering to the community and that kind of thing and then three years ago I moved overseas and started doing you know missions work uh, church planting so I, I don't know if there's one moment where I could say this is how long I've been in ministry. It's been like a different phases and sure, a long sure. long path. But yeah. I think maybe the first thing is eight or nine years ago I started leading small group and that kind of started me off in ministry. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. We kinda of hit on this um, question, but maybe you want to expand on it a little bit more. But what yeah. do you what tell me a little bit more about what you're currently doing um in, in that country. Yeah,
1: well mornings um, are my time for being first with God and then in the community. So after my quiet time, I'll go out you know, to the market or go out to my neighborhood and just hang out with people. And um, people are drawn to me because I'm the only white person in the city. <laughs> and uh, now that I know their language, it's, it's really fun to strike up conversations with them. And uh, we talk about religion and about life and about uh, God um, more than anything else. Cause they're actually much more used to that than Americans you know it's a part of their daily life being Muslims mm-hmm. they're much more comfortable talking about God um, so it's it's kind of fun um, and then you know the people that really resonate with what I'm saying you know I'll try to follow up with them and, and get deeper with them and eventually try to invite them to look at the word with me um, I've had one family where I, where I had a Bible study with them, a Muslim family for the better part of last year before I left uh, to come back on furlough. and It was just a really exciting time. That was cool. And then the afternoons, um, the kids start coming over around one o'clock and just play at my house and we hang out and then four o'clock we have our first judo practice runs an hour and a half and then uh, everybody goes home and eats dinner and prays and then 7 seven thirty. we have our second judo class it runs into the evening and then i wind down and yeah. go to bed and do it all again the next day yeah so that sounds like a full day yeah <laughs> that's, that's
0: awesome yeah um <clears throat> yeah i think it's awesome that you've you've learned the language in three years
1: yeah yeah it was it was a challenge i didn't have any classes or teaching so it was all just immersion mm-hmm. but you know where i am Nobody really speaks English, so I, I had to learn it or right. starve. So yeah. wow. <laughs> it's a good way to go, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Um, yeah. In, in your in your time of of ministry, what would you say has been the highlight of your ministry?
1: Um, I'd say the biggest highlight is actually after I got all my friends that I made through a huge kind of Thanksgiving ceremony mm-hmm. for me, and it was just. The most wonderful time, I mean, the moms cooked all day, you know, I got to sit with the moms as they cooked, and then um, we all came together and eat in the evening, and the whole neighborhood was there at my place, and a few of the neighborhood heads actually stood up and spoke and actually prayed, and um, it wasn't the normal, you know, Muslim just recite a a thing in Arabic, it was, you know, they were actually thanking God from their hearts for protecting me and for bringing me back, and Mm. for having me there in the first place, and it was just um, the most wonderful time that felt more like church than anything else I've experienced there. Yeah. So it was, yeah, definitely a highlight of my time there. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of that, what would you say has been the biggest struggle in ministry, and how have you overcome
1: that? Um, well, I've I've been there on my own for the past three years, and that, that wasn't intentional. I originally went over... After a year-long DTS with my church, I went over with three guys, and we were signed up for a three-month kind of um, trip, Mm -hmm. and then after those three months, you know, I just decided I can't, you know, I can't leave, I can't leave this unfinished, Um, I have to see it through, Um, and I think God was really in that, and so I decided to stay, and the rest of the guys went back, and so yeah, for the past three years, I've been on my own there, and being, you know, a single woman on her own, the only white woman in the city, um, in a Muslim country is, um, is difficult (laughs) to say the least. Um, God has worked huge things through it because I've had to be vulnerable and depend on the people that I'm with, which is huge and has built a lot of relationship and trust there. Um, but not having community to pray with, to worship with, um, to challenge me to encourage me you know to build faith mm. that's been huge yeah. um and so you know I, I skype with folks back here in hawaii every now and then um and you know the, my biggest um request from people is just to send me their their try stories you know just to build my faith just oh. like you know what have you been trying you know right. what has god been talking to you about doing and um, you know, even, even the failures I want to hear about because it's just nice to hear other people putting themselves out there and trying. So, yeah. um, that's been encouraging. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: What are some of the, uh, just cultural differences, maybe restrictions that, uh, you have on you in that country, uh, being that it's a Muslim country yeah. and you being a woman?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I don't generally go out after nine at night. Okay. Um. And so it's, that's a struggle, especially during Ramadan, <laughs> um, because Ramadan is, is actually a really strong family time, mm-hmm. um, but all of, all of the family time happens after dark, <laughs> because during the daytime, everyone is fasting, um, and nobody really goes out and does anything, everybody's still very low energy, um, but then at nighttime, everybody gathers together and eats together, and... Um, it's hard missing out on that because, you know, I kind of have to be at my house during that time. And so I've tried to invite people over, um, but it's a challenge. I mean, the um, the clothing differences aren't huge. It doesn't bother me. I don't wear the uh, hijab or jubab or um, the headscarf on a normal basis. Only if I'm going to a wedding or a funeral, I put it on out of respect. But... Um, Yeah, I'd say um, I'm so lucky, you know, so blessed to be in a space where I can have any influence as a single white woman. Um, I think in any other, you know, Muslim country, it just wouldn't be possible for me to be there. So I think God just had a huge plan when he sent, you know, sent us there, sent me there um, in the beginning. It's like, yeah, this is This is kind of the only place you can go and have an impact in in a Muslim country. And so the people are, you know, not as, um, (laughs) uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, not like anti-feminist, but like, uh, patriarchal (laughs) Mm -hmm. as, um, as you kind of see in the news or Mm -hmm. or know from other Mm -hmm. majority Muslim nations, Mm -hmm. so...
0: Okay, what are um, three tips to doing ministry well? What would you, uh, what would you share with our listeners today?
1: Um, I think the first one would be grace, uh, grace for yourself. And I think that's huge because it's one of the most uh, unpractical things. <laughs> um, it's something that you just don't see in the world. It's just a huge kingdom virtue um, to have grace and having grace for yourself, like God has grace for you, is huge in ministry because there's just so much failure, <laughs> you know? Like, there's, there's so much to do, so many possibilities, so many opportunities um, that you can kind of get overwhelmed if you don't have this, you know, daily picture of, like, you know, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. You know, today's a new day. There's grace. Um, God can pull good out of, you know whatever I'm trying and so yeah I think grace is a huge one Um, I think that's something that has been my struggle with my journey with Jesus is just having grace for myself and not getting trapped or stuck in past failures Um, I think a second one would be very similar would be um, never take offense and that's kind of you know having grace for other people there are plenty of instances in ministry where it might seem justified to take offense, you know, and people take you for granted. They expect things of you that maybe they shouldn't or, um, yeah, people will abuse you and, and you just have to have grace for that, you know, and not take offense. Um, and at the same time, not take offense at the position that you are in, um, the position you've put yourself in to serve God, right. um, I think some people, you know, get kind of offended or angry. as like God, why would you let this happen? You know, mm-hmm. I've been trying so hard and it's not working, and uh, just get offended kind of at God because of that. Um, and not taking offense at that position is is a big one too. Um, you know, not asking like, how could you let this happen, instead of asking, you know, what good can I do in this situation mm-hmm. um, is a big ministry thing, you know, that's kind of what you have to do to move forward, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then the last one, a third one, I think would be, um, don't try to teach people, hmm. but help people discover things. Hmm. And so I've been very grateful to have so many excellent teachers in my life, um, but I never fully understand the lessons that they teach until I've, you know, experienced that myself, right. you know. <clears throat> and so, um, not just going out and telling people, you know, wise things or um, trying to teach people the Bible, um, but really letting them discover things on their own um, is a big lesson for me. I think lessons don't stick with you until you've um, discovered them on your own, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's are- <clears throat> right. Those
1: are good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to actually jump back to all three of these and yeah ask some questions. Let, yeah, please do. Um Grace for yourself. Yeah. What do you I feel like there's gotta be a, a story <laughs> there or stories. Yeah. Um I, I love that I, I'm familiar with the church you go to just mm-hmm. because I have some friends that go there mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friends was telling me that at the annual party or something yep. like that they have a, an award for the biggest win <laughs> yeah so they, they really value trying yeah and even if it's a failure they yeah celebrate it because mm-hmm. uh people people are trying and right that's something that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in the interview as well um so yeah grace for yourself if, yeah. if you really have a value for trying new things there's going to be failure mm-hmm. um so you do have to have the grace for that just just Talk a little bit more about that and maybe share an experience of maybe a trying and a failure yeah. and then needing to apply that
1: grace. Yeah. Well, way back when I was first um, getting acquainted with God, um, I fell into some depression and some stuff. I was trying to finish up my graduate degree um, and it just seemed like I was stuck, you know, and there's been quite a few times in ministry too where I just feel stuck because, you know, I've, I've had like, oh, I've, I've tried, you know, and it hasn't really worked and... Um, to go back and fix things, you know, seems so much trouble. Um, and so, you know, when I fell into this depression, um, back when I first got to know God, um, I went to see my pastor, uh, and <laughs> he kind of laid out grace for me, and it got me unstuck, you know, I was actually able to move past that. and. Um, uh, you know I think a lot of times I think of my email inbox <laughs> it's like um, there's these things that you know I forget about for a couple of days and then um, it gets to the point where it's like oh man you know uh, I've you know I've hurt this person because I haven't replied to them and how can I possibly like go back and, and ask forgiveness for that and move forward in this and um, and just trying to think okay grace for yourself, (laughs) you know, um, let's, let's just do it, you know, um, because waiting anymore isn't going to help anything. And so, yeah, anytime I get stuck, I just have to remind myself of grace. Um, because I think, yeah, the thing that really gets me stuck is, is this cycle of like, oh, I, I can't fix it. It's too late. Um, you know, what do I do? You know. So
0: I wonder what uh people in ministry
1: struggled with before there was email. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. What, what other tasks if we didn't have email, like would have been so much easier. Right. But something I found um I mean, yeah, email is is ridiculous. Yeah. Just the onslaught of <laughs> constant emails. It's like dishes i like think are longer you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe maybe worse but yeah. um something that I, I just try to do and, and maybe this will help our listeners as well as if i get an email i see it i just try to acknowledge it real quick mm-hmm. like hey i got your email i do not have time <laughs> to respond to it right now maybe give me a week yeah and we'll try to get back to you just so there's that immediate acknowledgement and then you know then that gives you some breathing right as well, so maybe some people want to implement that yeah <clears throat> um yeah. Never taking offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that's difficult. Huh? Yeah. Ministry is yeah. a place to maybe get offended, <laughs> to not get offended. Yeah. But there's plenty of opportunities. Um, do you have a story of, of something that you really just felt wrong by where you just really had to drop that offense? And-
1: um, that's something that I really developed living in community, hmm. um, at, at the community house that I was in back before I moved overseas. You know, there's constant things where it's just like, um, oh, I have to do the dishes again. Nobody did the dishes, you know. Like, I'm always doing the dishes. Um, and just, like, not taking offense at that. Um, you know, giving people second chances, third chances, 20th chances, <laughs> you know, and, and always, you know, oh, this person is, you know, late to a meeting, you know. I... I set aside my schedule to, you know, come meet with them and and they're not here yet. And, um, and always, uh, thinking the best in that situation. it's like, oh, you know, maybe that person is having a really hard day or maybe, you know, some emergency came up and, you know, um, and even if it didn't, even if they're just late because they forgot, you know, um, always taking that breath and saying, okay, you're not allowed to be offended by this, you know, you have to rise above it. Mm-hmm. So That's good. Yeah. Community is an excellent
0: teacher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then last, last one, uh, don't try to teach people, help people discover. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my wife heard you speak, she kind of talked about a Bible study method that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So um, it's something that I went to a, a church planting training or a disciple making movement training um, back when I you know, first started my overseas ministry. And I just loved how they how they did it. Um, the structure is very open and very simple. You know, the worship is just being thankful, saying what you're thankful for that week. Um, there's a lot of accountability in obedience to God. You know, what has God been asking you to do, and have you been doing it? Um, which is huge in you know the Great uh, Commission. You know, go out and teach people to obey these the commandments of Christ. Um, and then um, the the Bible study portion is just a discovery Bible study, and so you go through a story and you'll read it a couple of times, um, and you'll try to figure out okay, how would I say this in in my words? You know, um, how would I tell this to someone if I didn't have the source material to look at? Which is good for you know multiplication and passing things on. And then um, when you're discussing it. Um, You know, the the main rules are you're not allowed to tell anyone they're wrong. Yeah. So it's always a yes and situation. Um, Yes, I see what you're saying. And I also think this, you know, Mm. not like, no, I see it a different way. Um, But yes, and I see it a different way. Um, And even if, you know, you think the person is wrong, (laughs) you wouldn't say no. Um, You would ask them, well, where in the story do you see this? You know, uh, can you explain how you got there? You know, um, if they say, well, I think, you know, God is a purple dinosaur. (laughs) You would say, really, where in the story do you see? (laughs) You know, and and hopefully that um, clears up the issue. Uh, But it's really... Uh, and that's what I used for the Bible study with the Muslim family that I was with. And it was just so great to be a part of, you know, this family's discovery um, of things in the Word. You know, what God was telling them in the Word, mm-hmm. rather than trying to teach them the Word, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that was really fun for me. Uh, yeah.
0: That's
1: awesome. I, mm-hmm. love, I love
0: that discovery Bible study. Yeah. That, yeah. That, is, that is excellent. Um, what are some things that have been inspiring you lately? Is there a, a book or a resource or a sermon series? Has there been something that's just uh, getting you going?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I meant to write it down, but there's, um, a book is, I think it's called missional living. Okay. Um, but it's just stories of missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's, you know, those, those tri stories, you know, yeah. people in, in the life and actually really putting themselves out for Jesus um, and then I love listening to um, my church's sermons um, they're online um, just because that's kind of my community and, and where I've been raised up um, so when I'm not when I'm not here uh, on furlough I love listening to those yeah. Um, yeah that's kind of the main ones for the moment yeah yeah
0: yeah. Those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being that my wife and I also live off support kind mm-hmm. of in the, in the missionary uh, way, yeah. um, what are what are some things that could really help you as a, as a missionary? If you could communicate something um, broadly to mm-hmm. supporters of missionaries, maybe we've got some listeners that are supporting missionaries. What are some things that would really help you um, as a missionary?
1: Um, I think... When people pray for me, if they could send me uh, whatever they got from God, mm-hmm. or just tell me what they've been praying for mm-hmm. me, you yeah. know, it actually really helps. Because I know people pray for me. I see. I see the results of it. You know, God has moved in in such huge ways um, that are way beyond my own pers- <laughs> personal prayers. But um, you know, it's just having that that affirmation or that confirmation that. Um, this is what I've been praying for you and, um, it really encourages me and, you know, sending words that they've gotten for me, you know, I was praying for you and I think, you know, God said this, or I saw, I saw this picture and, um, you never know when that's going to fit in or resonate, you know, with someone on the field. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: I think it's just so good to communicate to our supporters what, what we need. So yeah, maybe even just encouraging some of our listeners. If you guys are supporting missionaries, to ask specifically, you know, yeah. what what is what are some things that I can be doing to mm-hmm. to help you out or to make your your journey easier. Mm-hmm. So, Kay, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, um, it's been it's been really good. Thank I you. Love, I love your perspective on things, and just, uh, just really appreciate your giving your life and. Uh, two, two people in, a, in another nation, and it's been really inspiring to chat with you today.
1: Thank you so much. That yeah. is just, good.
0: Yeah, amen. <laughs> okay, would you just go ahead and uh, pray for our listeners?
1: Yeah. Oh, Lord, I just thank you for this time uh, to share. I just uh, pray, Lord, that you would um, use whatever words have been spoken here to inspire people, that you would um, speak to the hearts of people, um, that they would put aside uh, any any doubts or any fears they have uh, and just move forward in obedience to what you're saying to them. I pray that you would speak loudly, Lord. um, And I thank you for the grace you have for us whenever uh, we've fallen short or we feel we've messed up. Um, I just pray that that wouldn't hold anyone back, that your grace covers all. I thank you in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's Jess, as in Jessica, baker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links, and help us out when you make a purchase through them.